There's always so much confusion about what today's feast day means, and it's made worse by the choice of the gospel for today. Most people, I would say, outside of the church, and a lot of people in, think that the Immaculate Conception is about the conception of Jesus. And we even read the gospel of the conception of Jesus. But the Immaculate Conception that we celebrate today is Mary's conception in the womb of her mother, Anne. The Annunciation is the conception of the Lord, nine months before December 25th. So here we are in Advent, just weeks before the birth of Christ, celebrating the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. That Mary was conceived without sin. That she was prepared by God beforehand to be the mother of the Son of God. There's a type of biblical interpretation called typology. There's a lot of different ways to interpret the Bible, and if you're interpreting the Bible right, they all jive together. They don't contradict with one another. If there's a contradiction there, you can't hold that contradiction. You have to resolve it somehow. Either you've interpreted it wrong this way or that way. So we certainly have the literal sense of the scriptures, just what the scriptures say, what the author was writing about. But then, in sacred scripture, there are multiple layers of meaning, multiple layers of truth intended to teach us. Because the scriptures were written by human authors for a particular audience, but they were also inspired by the Holy Spirit for all ages. That the scriptures have something to say for the people who the human author was writing for, so the author of Genesis, St. Paul, St. Luke, but they were also written for you and for me. There's a certain timelessness there. And so we can talk about different meanings of scripture. One of them is typology. Typology means that the New Testament is concealed in the Old Testament. And the Old Testament is revealed in the New. That's why we read, as our first reading today, a story that at first glance has nothing to do with Mary. We read the story from Genesis about Adam and Eve. And the author of Genesis intended that to be a story about Adam and Eve. And so it is. That's the literal sense of that reading from Genesis. There are many other senses to that as well. And the typological sense is that this is teaching us about Christ and Mary. St. Paul calls Jesus the new Adam. Christians have long called Mary the new Eve. The author of Genesis, the human author who sat down and put well, it wasn't pen to paper, but I don't know, feather to hide of bull. Um, they intended to tell a story about Adam and Eve. But that human author wasn't inventing something, nor merely recording history. But that human author was inspired by the Holy Spirit. And so the words of Scripture can mean more 
than just what we see at face value. And Christians, from the very beginning, have seen the New Testament, have seen Jesus hidden all over in the Old Testament, including in today's first reading. Elsewhere, we see other, we call them types, hence typology, that Adam is a type of Christ. We also say that Isaac was a type of Christ. There's a certain sense in Moses, which Moses is a type of John the Baptist, who's a type of Christ. Type in the sense of foreshadowing, of symbolism, of preparing. The New Testament is concealed, it's hidden in the Old. And when we get the story, when we meet Jesus, then the Old Testament is revealed. We see its fullness of meaning. We see how the Holy Spirit has been working all along. There are some people who do not like the idea of typology. I had a couple professors that way. Advent is a tough time for those people. Because we see all sorts of preparation for the coming of Christ in the pages of the Old Testament. Almost every Sunday we're reading, or almost every day, we're reading from the book of Isaiah, who's prophesying the coming of Christ. Now, Isaiah was saying something to his people right then, but he was also talking about Jesus to come. Now, did Isaiah know the name of Jesus? No. Did Isaiah know exactly what was going to unfold? No. But we believe that the Holy Spirit inspired Isaiah to write in such a way that his message was applicable not only to that concrete situation right there, but he was also speaking about a future reality. Because the Holy Scriptures have two authors. Human beings, a variety of them, and the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Scriptures are inspired by God. The people who don't like typology get frustrated because it doesn't make sense to them. How can Genesis be about Mary and Jesus? They weren't going to come along for thousands of years. There's no way it can be about Mary and Jesus. person who wrote Genesis knew nothing about them. How could Isaiah be talking about Jesus? Isaiah didn't know who Jesus was. He couldn't have been writing about Jesus. How could Ezekiel have been writing about Jesus? How could Abraham be foreshadowing Jesus? And if this whole thing is merely a human project, if human beings have invented all of this and come up with it like a nice storybook, then they have an excellent point. If all of the scriptures are just a history record, here's what happened, and then here's what happened, and then here's what happened, then they're right. But if the scriptures are a work of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit knew Jesus, the Holy Spirit knew Mary, God knows all. He sees the big picture. And so those of us who have faith, those who believe in the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit to inspire and to work and to create and to guide history, we can look back and see his work all along, that he's been dropping hints all along. Those are the best kind of stories, aren't they? Just like if you read a fiction book or if you're watching a movie or a television show and you get to the end and there's some big reveal 
And then you look back and you're like, oh man, they were leading up to that the whole time. And I didn't even see it. Like that's good storytelling. Do you not think that the Lord your God is the best storyteller? Do you think Danielle Steele is a better author than the Holy Spirit? It's certainly not. All of these wonderful writers are great, but they're a mere shadow of the Holy Spirit who has planned things out all along. And only when the light shines on us, only when all is revealed do we see, oh yeah, he's been doing this all along. We can see this in the scriptures. We can see it in the lives of the saints. And if we're careful, we can see it in our own lives as well. And what we celebrate is the Holy Spirit doing what he did in the scriptures in the life of Mary. That God was preparing Mary from the very beginning of her existence. Did the little baby Mary, Mary, did you know? Oh, terrible song. Don't get me started. (laughs) It's true. Mary didn't know everything. Little toddler Mary, she didn't know what was coming. She didn't know God's plan for her life. As evidenced by the questions she has for the angel when he shows up. Joachim and Anne, Mary's parents, did they know everything that was going on? Absolutely not. But was God at work in the very beginning? And later, looking back on that, could we see, oh my goodness. Maybe that's the right time to say, oh my God. You've been doing this all along. You had a plan. You've been leading up to something. It's our belief that God chose Mary before she was even born. And that the Holy Spirit, this was not the first time Mary encountered the Holy Spirit that we read about in today's gospel. That the Holy Spirit filled her from the moment of her existence. That's why the angel greets her as full of grace, full of the Spirit, full of the presence of God, without sin. From the moment of her conception, God was preparing her for something that she would only understand fully later. Here's a big aha moment for Mary. We sang about some other ones in the opening hymn as Mary stands by the side of Jesus throughout his life, as she is a mother to him in his infancy, in his teenage years, as she's a mother to him as he begins his ministry, as she's a mother to him as he hangs on the cross. God's preparing her her to be a mother for him, risen from the dead. And God has been preparing her to be a mother for you and I as well. If we have eyes of faith, we should have no trouble understanding that, yeah, God had a plan all along, of course. God's the best planner, the best storyteller, the best actor. And he came into Mary's life and he acted powerfully. It's a wonderful message for us during Advent. It's a beautiful coincidence or God incidence that we get to celebrate this feast day each year during this season of preparation because we get to 
realize that the Holy Spirit does the same thing in our lives as well. Even when you can't see it, even when you don't know what's going on, the Holy Spirit has been working in your life for a long time, since before you were born. And the Holy Spirit has been preparing you for something as well. What we see in Scripture, the way the Holy Spirit works, we see in the lives of the saints in the way that the Holy Spirit works. Sometimes only understood after the fact. But he's been working and preparing for the future from the beginning. And so the Holy Spirit works in our lives as well. The act of faith is to trust that the Holy Spirit is at work right now. That as he was concealed in the Old Testament, he might be concealed in the depths of your hearts as well. But one day all shall be revealed. Just like it's a wonderful life, you'll get to look back on all of those things and see how God has been preparing you, has been prompting you, has been calling you all along. One of the reasons why we read this gospel today is because twofold. One, this was it. This was the do or die moment for the world. This is what the Holy Spirit was preparing Mary for at her immaculate conception. But also, this is the day of great joy and rejoicing. Hence the Gloria, hence the smoke, hence the bells, hence the white. Today we rejoice because Mary said yes to the Holy Spirit. May we say yes to him and his plans as well.